All right, so Ginny, first, let's start with, how do you know us? How do we know each other? We were just saying six degrees of separation. Right. So as you, you have a wonderful niece of mine working mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, you do. Yes, Maria. Maria, Maria shout out. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I remember her interviewing with you. And then she was telling me all about your culture. I was like, oh, Marie, you got to go talk to them. Like, make sure, go it, dig. This is great. Because it's unusual to find cultures that are so tight, so open, so transparent. And I do a lot of work in that space as well. And she's like, Aunt Jenny, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, I actually don't. Like, I don't believe it. I actually don't. <laughs> so she continued down the journey and she was over the top. And she, you were superstars to her. And she still can't believe how incredible this team is. So thank you for that. Because trust me, when she's happy, the rest of our family is happy. <laughs> Well, she makes all of us happy yeah, every day. Kitty especially yeah. who works most closely with Maria. Yes, Maria is the best. She has added a ton of value in the very short time that she's been here already. So we're very fortunate to have her. Well, she's a plumary. Yeah, there you right. go. What can That's I say? Right. Well, and then we had the pleasure of her introducing us to you. And Ginny, I know when we first met, I feel like there was like a kismic chemistry of our personalities and we probably could have talked for eight hours. Yes. Um, and so I'm just so thrilled to be able to have a platform for you to talk about not just your history, but the incredible business that you're building to Thank you. not just solve a small problem, but a really big one for a lot of people, which is incredible. I really feel like since I've started this company the last two years or so, I'm finding my people like people who get what we're trying to do, a movement to have everyone have access to career advisory, um, scaled at a level that it doesn't matter if you're the entry-level worker, the mid-level worker, or director, everyone needs that person who's going to guide and help you along the way. So we've created this experience. It's called My Next Story. And it's an experience where you're unpacking, you're, there's going, you're going through self-reflection, self-discovery, and really trying to find out who you are and where you want to be. And my partner and I, Grace Migliaccio, couldn't keep up with the demand. And so we created a SaaS and it allows us to support 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, 100,000 people where they will experience our methodology and our research and our experience and just go figure it out. And then from there you unleash everything else. I spent 25 years in corporate I have no regrets. Everything I learned along the way, running every line of business except for finance, I always say that because I can read any cash flow statement or balance sheet. I do not want to be the CFO. <laughs> you don't want to. I do not want to be. It's just been an amazing journey, and everything, like I said, that I've been, I learned over that time, has brought me to where I am today. And I'm really, I'm living in my purpose. So I'm very clear about what I'm supposed to do on this earth, and that is to help inspire and guide others to live courageously and confidently in their truest selves. I'm clear. I mean, clear. crystal clear, yeah. so it's the same. I'm like, I would have to write that down exactly. and be able to to regurgitate it. But yeah. you just said Cross that, like, yeah, right. I mean, well, you get to a point, right. and given every the unrest in the world, and you know, my partner and I have nine kids between the two of us, and we look to them and say, goodness, like, I, it's hard, it's really hard. And my oldest, uh, Khalil, said to me, I think I shared this with you, Sarah, that. Mama, what do you do if you don't have a mama like you who helps guide and, and navigate the world? I'm like, oh, you're screwed. <laughs> so. You mentioned lessons uh, through your 25 years in corporate. So tell us a little bit about you know where you were in corporate and what were some of those lessons that drove you to where you are today. So change is constant and there's no done. And when you hit walls, you have to pivot. You can't bury your head and say, okay, I'm just not going to deal with this. It's not a choice. You can do that, right? But then you're not going to get to where you need to go. And I've been through five mergers and acquisitions over my mm -hmm. career in financial services, then another two in healthcare. And the more I learned through those 
those transitions, the stronger I became for the team, the better I could say, they're like, Oh, it's going to go this one. I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> just put that aside. Here's what's going to happen. So even in my career advisory and coaching, when people work with me, I was in a session th this morning and she's like, how do you know this? I'm like, I'm like cause I've been there, done that. Right. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't have all the answers. What I try to do is provide uh, information so that you can make the decision. Cause at the end of the day, it's not my decision. It's your decision. Mm -hmm. So the more you can share like the good, bad, and the ugly at the end of the day, some people say, I want the ugly. I'm like, okay, that's up to you. I'm all about building muscle. So the more you do something, the better you become. That's, it's been a lot of the change that I've learned. And that transitioned you into this, you left corporate to start this or? Yes. So my youngest, now obviously I talk to my kids way too much. So my youngest reminds me of the fact that I've always wanted to start my own business. And you have to understand, well, you don't have to understand anything, but for me, I went through a divorce um, and I was happily raised, divorced. So happily divorced. I'm, I'm happily divorced as well. Welcome to the club. It all, it happens. Right. And we're still friends, which is great. His, their father same, and I, same, yeah. right. It just, I found myself in a place that I never thought possible. Right. I was like, okay, I don't like this too much. And you have to figure it out. When I was going through all of that, my youngest son, Gabriel said to me, mama, you've always talked about starting your own business. And about a year before I left Independence Blue Cross, I had an opportunity that, that it was a gift. And I decided, what the heck? You know, I was finally stable. My kids were graduating from college. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this. My parents, amazing parents. I'm the only girl between two boys, Italian. Everybody has a PhD, MBA, you name it, including myself. But we're still, at the end of the day, we're all part of this village and I knew anything was possible. So yeah, so that's why I started off my own journey. And, and before I even started my next story, I, I actually started Voce Consulting, meaning voice in Italian. Mm -hmm. I wanted everyone to have their voice heard. And, and we talk about diversity. For me, diversity is everything that we talk about and cognitive diversity, how, how you show up, how I show up. And so that I was doing business strategy and all that stuff. I was bored. I was bored because I missed leading a team, managing a team, growing a team. I was going in, coming out, and I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't living in my purpose. And so, what the heck? Why not start a technology solution and, and flip the whole world upside down? I'm curious, Jenny, you know, there, you talked about the length of time you spent in corporate and even maybe trying another company before my next story became your passion. So often you hear in the news, you read, you talk to people and they're like, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm too old to change careers or I'm too old to go back to school. I was recently watching a show and they were talking about someone starting a business and they were like, oh, they're like 35. They're way too old for that. And I was, I was like, how old was that? <laughs> I was like, me too. I, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, when did Amelie start? So I'm curious if that was something you ever thought about, was a hurdle, was something people asked you about before you were like, I'm oh. gonna just make this change. My mother said to me when I was first starting out, like, really, like, you wanna go there? I'm like, oh yes, why not? I'm like, worst case scenario, I'll go back in the corporate. So I don't, part of being such a high extrovert gives me the advantage of not always processing all the way through. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, my speed in which I work is very fast, thoughtful and fast. So by the time I got to the point where I was starting my own business, I was like, I already had like three clients or something like that. And you know, now we're at 11 with my next story. We launched eight months ago. We have 11 companies. Thank you. And Everyone's like, oh my God, this is really cool. I'm like, yeah, it is, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and I need, what I need help with is someone saying, hey, Ginny, 
this is really great. Nice job. Your team, you should really celebrate. We're learning how to celebrate more. I'm learning how to celebrate more. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I work on all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, I work on all the time. But yes, I'm a little bit, you know, you have to be, I think, a little crazy. <laughs> I do. I think we're trying to do that a little bit more and celebrate a little bit more. We're heads down in the grind every single day. We hit a milestone. We celebrate it briefly and move on. But Sarah's trying to infuse a little bit more appreciation of yeah. the joy into meetings. To be like, guys, stop and celebrate. Well, I'm being more intentional. Right. Right. And I think we, because we're all moving so fast, right? We're like, oh my God, we got to get close that next deal. Or, oh my God, we got to finish that project. Mm -hmm. And even if it's pausing for a minute, to say, hey guys, let's just celebrate. I loved on LinkedIn, you had everyone saying happy birthday yeah, to Sarah. I, I was like, damn, that's a great idea. I love that. I'm gonna just steal that one too. We have been trying to get better about that as well because especially in the startup phase, there's so much to do oh. that you check that box and you're just happy that it's checked versus because you have seven other things to do. And the thing I keep repeating in my head is my own mantra that I keep repeating to our team too, is sometimes you just get so caught up in doing the thing yes. that you forget to realize you're doing the thing. Yeah. Like we're doing it. Yes. And so yes. like that moment is so important. That's an excellent point. I, it's funny. You were saying mantra. I have a book that my oldest gave to me. It's 33 mantra saying inspirational quotes. Mm -hmm. And I open up one a day and I just read it. And just to stop when I'm going crazy, I'm like, okay, Jenny, stop right now, get out of your chair and go sit behind that other table and read the book. You mentioned 11 clients in eight months. What do you think is your secret sauce? I would say our experience, um, the way we are approached it, the feedback we're getting is, I feel positive when I'm going through the experience. I'm, I'm thinking about things in my personal life that I never thought about before. I have people holding their heads in focus groups saying, I wish I knew this when I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. So we're getting people to dig in deeper. My partner and I, as well as the team, we have a reputation for, for what we do. Like I was doing all of this in the analog. I just only could support 12 to 14 people a year. So the scalability has now given us an opportunity to evangelize this. And that's part of it. Because when people see this, they're like, oh my goodness, gosh, that, this is very different. It's a very different feel. And our mantra is live, work, happy. We live at work, we work at home. Everyone is looking for happiness given what has gone through, um, what we went through with COVID, the self-reflection, what's happening most recently. It's just nonstop. So we have to pay attention. And we are doing that with our journey. One of the things that stood out to me when we first met Jenny that was even already validated in this discussion, your clarity of your own personal purpose in the world was your clarity around what the goal of My Next Story is. And so I would love you to describe to our listeners, what is the product that you built? My Next Story is about your journey, right? If it's your uh, graduating from high school and then starting maybe going to college, or if you're graduating from college and then where do you go next? When you come into our, our learning experience, we are asking you a few questions about you. Like, why are you here? Are you curious or did your manager make you come here? We then ask you to take a behavioral assessment, which identifies top attributes about who you are. And that's really important because we all think we know we're close. We're not sure. You know, some extroverts are like, I'm really an introvert. Like, you're Introvert. You're really an extrovert. And that's okay. And I'm really saying, okay, your attributes, your key attributes are your strengths. Like, let's embrace them instead of saying, oh, let's fix those. Mm -hmm. From there, we open up into foundations, which is all about identifying your word, your stakeholders, your roadmap, your principles, and and it, they all build upon the next. And then from there, we open up and say, okay, now let's really identify your superpower. What makes you uniquely you? Networking, why is that important inside an organization? And 
How about managing up? Oh yes, that might be important. So these are the things that are relevant to the individual on the platform. And then we will continue to serve out content that is important for today, that is important for organizations that are going through change and transition. And we will be doing that on a quarterly basis. We have enough content now for over, you know, at least a year. And we just, like I said, launched eight months ago, but we already know what our roadmap looks like. And then eventually, the more we understand you, we're gonna make your content and what we recommend even more bespoke to your being. So that's what my next story is all about. We've heard, what about somebody who's going through a transition to retire? That's really important, right? Because you're 65 in some cases and people are like, what do I do at 65? Are you retiring? I'm not retiring at 65. We're also creating community. So the more people we get on the platform, we want people then to start talking about, you know, I'm really focusing on courage this year. Oh, really? Tell me more about that. And getting conversations happening with their manager and with their team members, because we don't know what people have going on at home, right? And it's not that we have to share all this stuff, but the more we understand that we're all coming from a place of, we all have our unique backgrounds, the more we can empathize and listen more because we don't do enough of that. The thing that stands out to me is the primary goal is to democratize career advising. Yes. And it's like, that is such a powerful summary. Even said as we were getting set up today, it's like the noom of career advising, which is a platform people are probably familiar with. That concept to scale from you being able to coach 12 people to 12,000 and that level of impact is such an incredible, such a big idea. And we talked about like running toward that risk. I mean, and already to have 11 clients, it's incredible. Thank you. So I I just need to sleep a little bit more. That's my goal. (laughs) Katie had asked you about some of your advice that you've received over the years. And obviously my next story is all about career advising. I'm curious, it's a question we actually ask in our interviews. What's a piece of advice that you've been given that you used to believe was true and then you learned it wasn't? Oh, I know. You can't can't save the world. There are people who will get what you do and there will be people who just will ignore you. And one of the lessons I've learned over and over again is if people don't get it, it's okay. It's not personal. I remember my leaders telling me that early on in my career and I remember that all the time and I actually use that in coaching. I'm like, guys, it's not about you. All right, wherever they're coming from is where they're coming from. And even when we go out and we talk to companies about our platform, companies either get it or they don't. You either want to invest in your most expensive item, all right, or not. They're the, they're critical to delivering. It doesn't matter if you're you're consulting or if you're manufacturing, uh, you're a technology solution. It doesn't matter. You either get it or you don't. I had to accept that, and I have to constantly reinforce that with myself because I do want to save the world if I can, but it's not going to happen. Uh, is it not going to happen? I I, so I, I, I want to challenge that a little bit because I think you know one of my favorite quotes is everybody wants to save the world, but nobody wants to help mom with the dishes. Yes. And this idea that like you can save the world that you're in, that yeah. you're closest oh, to, the twelve people that you coach, yes. you probably change their world. Yes. The twelve thousand that you'll help with my next story, yes. you'll change their world, right. and then the worlds that they're living in. That's a good point. That's a good point. You are on your way to saving little worlds that yep, build into a exactly. big one. We just, and we have to do it together. We have to build our village, you know, one, one step at a time. I think even like appreciating the whole self of someone mm-hmm. is very different because if, if you're thinking about like career advisory, to be focused on the career, right? But how does that impact or even like how do your career goals, positions, desires change as you go into different new phases of your life? Absolutely. And how does your other side of your life impact your work life and how does your work life impact 
your whole self. So I think we have a culture like that. I've been fortunate enough to work at other companies that have very good cultures as well. And it always makes me sad to talk to people that don't work in an environment where they feel like they can show up as who they are, whether that's because of something in their backgrounds or they just have to have that firewall between the two because it's not acceptable to have a life outside of work. That makes it really tough and it makes work even more draining. I totally agree. And I would even say that the generations have helped that. There's five generations in the workforce, maybe four and a half at this point, but we're looking at five. (laughs) And depending on who I'm speaking with, they'll say, well, they need to. I'm like, that's not happening. (laughs) I'm like, "I I hear you. I understand. It's not happening. And so let's talk about how can we figure out how to, you know, at least meet them halfway. And I think we have to be more bespoke in the organizations than we've ever had before. Like to your point around understanding where you are and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And it's also okay to change your mind. Exactly. Something I want today is very different than what I wanted five years ago. And it's going to be very different five years from now. And that's okay. I totally agree. And people ask the question of what do you want to be when five years? I'm like, okay, that's not happening. I said 18 months. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good number. And I do want to say something about the personal and professional world. The, all those studies that have been out there, and I'm sure you've seen this, uh, the personal life when not aligned to who you are, there's an impact on productivity. There's an impact on absenteeism, higher mental health. We're seeing higher mental health with companies. Um, and then we're seeing it over and over again. And we can't ignore it. Uh, you cannot ignore it. So the companies who do will lose their talent mm-hmm. uh, because now we're all looking at, do I need that extra $10,000 or should I go to a company that aligns with who I am and recognizes what I bring to the table? And you know what? The money will follow. Mm-hmm. And I think that conversation is happening more so than ever, which I love. I've had the benefit of being at companies that do look at the whole person and ones that don't. You know, for me, I remember the, the advice for me that I think I no longer believe in is leave your personal life at the door. Because like, is that even physically possible, Uh let alone mentally possible ever, right? And so that you're seeing this trend of more companies not thinking that binary way is really exciting. Yes. Oh, I'm seeing it all the time. And now we're partnering with a an employee engagement survey company. And they're, and I said, before you tell me what you see on trending, are these the three things? She says, how do you know? Because that's what every company is dealing with. And so again, looking at um, approaching it, figuring it out, getting people to embrace. And again, if, if they're not, then I think everybody has to make a decision. This is the right place for me. And if not, figure it out. Yeah. I think that's some of what uh, uh, connected me to you and your story when we were first meeting is that, you know, the journey you spent in corporate, then you tried the consulting and now you're into my next story, the um, impatience of a bad situation. You know, and I think about my prior job, one day I was just like, I cannot work here anymore. Right. And then it was like, now I know if you need to figure out what to go next. And I feel like that's some of the energy you have too, of like, I have these great things that I love and I'm great at. I'm not able to bring them to enough people. I can't live in that anymore. I need to... I'm compelled to do something more. And the only way you you can see that is if you slow down a little bit, right? And you're paying attention. I'm all about paying attention to the signs. If something keeps punching in the face like three times, you might want to pay attention to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, that's where the pausing, slowing down, spending a moment on yourself. Again, you know, we always talk about the oxygen mask, right? If you don't have the oxygen mask Mm -hmm. on first, how can you take care of anybody else? And I'm a firm believer of that. And I've had some, I will tell you, I have... I have run myself into the ground, not with my next story. Don't get me wrong. I work like a dog, but I love what I'm doing. Um, in some of my other organizations, there were, I ran myself sick. Everyone's like, 
makes sense. Like you can't operate at that level, at the level of stress, bad stress, mm -hmm. and think you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of um, team engagement, team building workshops right. as part of our uh, roles. And what comes up often is the inability to disconnect and how people feel like, I'm so busy and I have too many things going on and how am I possibly going to find time? Sarah shared a quote with one of our clients once that was like, everything works again when you unplug it for a little while mm. or like the control alt delete restart kind of thing. And so like even you, right? So like yes. if you are able to take some time off, I read something recently that like a two week vacation isn't as effective as several smaller vacations because people disconnect more often as opposed to like for a longer duration of time because then they just come back to the same um, engagement level that they were at before they left as opposed to like sprints of time off. But then also how it feels for everyone else in your life if you can't disconnect from work. So if work gets all of you, what does that mean for everybody else that is looking for your time? Absolutely. My kids called me out in Mother's Day like, Mama, you're working way too many hours. And they gave me, I love Legos. I know, it's strange, but I love Legos. We do a lot, we do a lot of the botanic Legos. Oh my household. gosh, I'm doing the um, bonsai tree right now. Oh, have you done the lily plant? The lily. No, I haven't done that. I have done all the flowers. <laughs> We've done the flowers. Yes. This I, is not an ad. I sit in, and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, 45 minutes, I'm gonna do my bonsai tree. Cause it's hard, that bonsai tree is hard. Oh, it takes several yes. attempts to get through one yes. thing. My kids come in, they're like, is that all you've gotten done? I'm like, it is taking me three hours to get there and I had to take the whole thing apart because I missed a piece and I thought they were just oh, messing yeah. me up so that's the benefit of having my partner do it with me because he is the organized the in the disc type style oh, the owl yes, of the, yes so I just collect the pieces in the order and then he makes sure they're assembled properly oh my goodness I'm like do you really need those directions I think I can figure yeah, it out that's my problem. you know I can take anything apart putting things together that's why it really it pushes me out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. So I do it on purpose and then I really have to be okay. Um, not, I can't be too stressed out because then I'm like, oh, this is not working. <laughs> so when you guys start though, can you stop? Oh yeah. Yes. yes. See, I'm that's why I can't do those because oh, I, you won't finish. see me for days. Oh. I'll just have to finish it. It's the OCD of it. Like oh, that can't, so can't leave something unfinished. Yes. Oh, I'm the opposite. Yes. I'm like, all right, I'm bored of this now. I will pick this yes. up in three to five days. Yes. So I can't exactly. do puzzles. I end up walking around like this for days. Oh really my but yeah, that connection point with people is like to really put your attention elsewhere. And it's, it's amazing how much it re-energizes you for work to be able to come in and just like refocus and you've disconnected and you haven't thought about it in a while. And now you can, you know, make more progress. But mm -hmm. in the absence of that, it's hard. It's just tiring all the time. And I'm learning to get better at it in full disclosure. I mean, we were, when we were building this in 22, we were, we had five scrums a week every morning. I was calling them our time three o'clock in the morning. Say so I would wake up going, wait a second, what are we doing with this particular process and how will that work? And, and the gentleman who was on the other line, he would say, is, aren't you supposed to be sleeping right now? I'm like, I am. So now I've gotten better. And I always tell people, if I don't work out in the morning, it's not about like losing weight for me. It's more around, you're all going to pay because <laughs> I'm going to have more energy than you will know what to do. You won't know what to do with. So you've been at this for about two years, but officially launched the product earlier this year, which yes. was right around when I think we had connected. And yeah. I was shocked that you said that you had just launched it a couple months prior because yes. the platform is so polished, so Thank thoughtful, you. clearly the evidence of you and your co-founders experience over all the years, like I was stunned. I thought you were going to tell me it was like eight years old, not eight months old. What are the next eight months lead to? I'm not going to say eight years because we know we're not going to have time horizon, but what is coming up? We want to continue to bring more people on, get feedback, make sure we're, we're 
we're continuing to surprise and delight people, as we used to say. And uh, in the next eight months, we'd like to start moving to B2C as well as have the B2B model. We're seeing a lot of, uh, we have a lot of people who would like to go on it. And it's, it's a little bit of a pivot there. So really focus on the our business to business model and then eventually go to B2C as well. So we'd have both of those customers and continue to add content that people are like, oh my God, I got to read this or talking about it and sharing and starting to have conversations and getting clarity out of their lives. When you were talking about the community, it made me wonder, is your intention to do that always virtual or will you kind of physically bring people together? So the platform is more virtual and we also offer to companies to bring their teams together and have a conversation. If it's about their attributes or maybe it's uh, facilitating their key stakeholders or their word, but we also have, I have a whole team of career advisors that can go in and bring the, the group together or train up their managers or their mentors in an organization. So we have multiple offerings that allow for a company to do what's best for them. You know, some people can't afford anything other than the technology because just where they are. Larger organizations might want us to come in and look at all their mentoring, their sponsoring, and we can do that as well. But it is both virtual as well as um, in person. As you're moving to B2C, potentially, what was striking for me, you know, we're sitting in the beautiful Amelie House, which yes. we obviously love to bring people in community together. I can see you bringing people together from different companies yes. to say, hey, my goal is courage for this year. Mine is what, you know, balance. How are you struggling? How are you working through that? I think that could be a really magical, like physical bringing together of people to yes. support that yes. vision and drive. And I think you also know we're a women certified business as, as, mm -hmm. as well as you are. And how do we become more intentional about making sure we know who's in the network so that we can work together? Because the more we're aligned, the stronger the customer, the tr offerings are to the customer. I don't want to be everything to everyone. What I want to do is be able to bring uh, teams of really amazing people that can help customers grow uh, with their people, with their financials, with their community impact. So that's where like the alignment really makes a big difference for me. We talk about that a lot on our side as well. We have a concept in mind around like an alliance program where similarly, we can't do everything for all of our clients, but don't we want to be the person that's helping them be successful, even if it's not with us? And so if we get a call that says we need help in X, Y, and Z, and that's not something that we do, I want to be able to say, but let me introduce you to this person who I know will do a good job for you guys if you think that the, they're the right fit. And that right. that's building a community for them yes. of, of support resources, vendors that they can use, people that they can trust because it's coming from a source that they trust. So we have um, organizations that are focused on talent acquisition, talent management, uh, like I said, the employee engagement survey, and they're looking at us saying, we get this all the time. I'm like, well, let's go in together or we'll go in as a team. I don't, whatever you need, but you have to feel comfortable with me too. Right. Right. And, and that happens over time by building trust. So, and I know that was one of your questions at some point, mm -hmm. like around team trust, by the way, is yeah. critical. Something that we say when we tell our story is that we know that, you know, people either uh, trust you because they know you or they trust you because they know somebody that trusts you. Exactly. And so the more that you can build relationships with people to help build the trust in the Omni name or in us as consultants, you know, the, the better off we are because of that community that we're building and the, the partners that we're working with as well. And it does pay off. I mean, I've been in the marketplace longer and I say that because when I started my business, everyone picked up the phone. Everyone's like, where are you finding these people? I'm like, I just called them. I don't understand why that's a problem. I mean, I seriously call CEOs all the time. CEOs, I don't care. I always tell people, don't burn your bridges. I totally agree. Right? And it will work out. And those people that you don't like or they 
they, they've thrown you under the bus or have done things, then you need to be like, okay, you're going on that list over there and I'm just not going to call you again because it's going to happen again. You know it's happening again. That was another thing I learned, that when you get thrown under the bus a couple times, you really should walk away. <laughs> Don't stare at that bus. <laughs> exactly. 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 I do. I do. Exactly. Even in my book, I have a, a piece on being thrown under the bus and everyone's like, I just love that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Wait, tell us about your book, Jitty. I wrote a book called Unspoken, Finding Your Voice and Living Your Authentic Life. And it's about courage, transparency, and authenticity. And I wrote it as I was going or after the divorce. I can't remember the exact timing. And it wasn't because of the divorce. It was really about when you are faced with the challenges when you I mean you could do one of two things you could move forward or you can bury your, your head in the sand and I never bury my hand in the sand although some days I do want to do that but I don't do that and so I wrote this book that was focused on your personal and your professional life so one of the chapters is called the village I am Italian no secret there and I talk about why that's important in your professional life but how how that uh, trained me, frankly, when I was growing up, why I'm an athlete, why I'm competitive, why I have, I really work toward always having a voice and supporting the underdog. There's a reason for that. And I also believe everyone needs a village and it, it should be beyond just people that you know, will tell you what you want to hear. It has to be people that will give you the, you know, the honest feedback because I sometimes just need to hear, I'm like, I need a pat on the back, but just tell me the truth. <laughs> All right. And those are your true friends, the people that are going to get your back. Everybody has like the person that you know you can call when you want to hear what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> and yes. then you know, it's like, all right, if I really need the honest truth, I got to call this other person. I know you're my truth teller, but I also know I can call you and say, can you, can you tell me if that went well, but can you start with what was good about it? <laughs> Because, like, I know there are things that need to improve, but, like, I'm not totally in the space yet to hear all that. Exactly. Well, I always use the sandwich, right? Give them, yes. you know, let's... Yes, that's the parrot special, mm -hmm. the yes. sandwich. We had an incident recently with a client where there was some miscommunication. We got a call from the client, and I go to Sarah, I'm the head of client experience, so I'm like, we need to, we need to solve for this. Can you send me the, the email that is being referenced? So she sends me the email chain and I read through it and I was like, yeah. as soon as the, it, I heard that the client was upset, I was on a call and I got comp totally nauseous, broke out in hives. Oh, it was like a full blown sweat wow. because, because yeah. connections and people and experience are so important to me yes. that I was like, I cannot believe that it kind of the state of the world that someone is not responding positively to right. what we're doing. I was just in full blown shock. So she sends me the email and I read through it and I go, well, Sarah, I'm here to tell you that these emails are perfect. You didn't do anything wrong. And I think like your, your, uh, what happened was, was miscommunicated. And so it's great that we have this emails. So let's, let's figure it out. She's like, are you just saying that? And I'm like, I absolutely am not just saying that. <laughs> like the honesty, the transparency and the trust yes. comes from knowing when I ask you something, I'm getting an honest answer to it. And no matter what it is, it can be really positive. Like I know that, I know that your reinforcement of something I did good is truthful because I know that you're honest. And similarly, if, if there's a difficult message, a difficult conversation, many people avoid difficult conversations oh, and that yes. only benefits the person avoiding it. Getting comfortable with the skunk on the table yes. and having those difficult conversations with people only helps them grow.
Yes, I totally agree. You know, when our team members join, they share a pioneer that inspires them. And, you know, Amelie is named after a female pioneer of aviation that inspired us. I love it. Um, So I'm curious, you know, we've talked about, obviously, your mom is a big inspiration. My father. Your dad. Your kids. Like, who who else would you say is someone that when you think, instead of what would Ginny do, because you are Ginny, who is the person you would say, this person has a journey that I aspire to or inspires me? So I don't know if I shared this with you before. I admire Eleanor Roosevelt. She is, I mean, think about when she was the first lady, the the decades that she, the impact she had, the voice, she brought a voice to the table, how respected she was. And she did it in a way that wasn't like her in your face. It was the knowing the environment, knowing the audience, knowing how to deliver and, you know, human rights. Think about all the work that she's done. So Eleanor Roosevelt, I've read a lot about her over the last 10 years. And I thought, okay, I just want to be remembered like her. I mean, I've got like 10 people, but she always comes top of mind. So the Roosevelt's have a link to Phoebe, don't And they? very cosmic, yeah. The Roosevelt's have a link to Phoebe Omley. She actually flew them around for their presidential campaign and had the very first ever federal aviation position because of Eleanor Roosevelt. Said wow, that she had to be rewarded for that. that. Mm-hmm. What's something that you always do that you're like, this is something everybody should do? When you're not feeling okay and you're uncomfortable and you're like, oh my God, that's probably the best time for you to stop, pause, and you're probably learning something in that moment. I've had tons of success, absolutely. I've also had a lot of challenges and disappointments in my life. You don't have success without failure, okay? It doesn't happen that way. It's not what you did, it's what you do next. And so in in any situation where you make a mistake or you fail at something, it's easy to give up, but it's hard to keep keep moving and to choose to do something differently because of that experience. Totally agree. I mean, for everything we've talked about today from the product, my next story that you're building and the value that it's bringing to individuals and organizations to the nuggets of life advice you've just given us and all of our listeners today, this has been an incredible conversation. So grateful to know you, to know Maria, who brought us all together and to have had this conversation. Another shout out, Maria. (laughs) Shout out to Maria again. I love this. It's a shout out episode. Thank you for having me because I... I Love. This has been wonderful to have this conversation and it validates for me. I'm on the right track. That's, that's what it does. Validation. All right. So tell us as we close out the podcast episode today, where can people go out to find out more? Well, you can find us at mynextstory.com. So www.mynextstory.com. It is a play on words.com. And you can see the offerings, what we're all about, the fact that we want to evangelize career advisory and we want everybody to have access. It's all about access because we know you'll learn about yourself and how do you grow and again, show up better in your personal life as well as your professional life. And how about your book? My book is called Unspoken, Finding Your Voice and Living Your Authentic Life. And that's on Amazon. And you can look me up by my my name. So thank you. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everybody for listening. Please join us in our next episode.